This is a Hot Pie Media Original. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the DMP City Sports Podcast presented by Odd Shark. I'm Chad Fisher alongside my co-host, Mr. Tony Farmer. How you doing, brother? I'm doing awesome, Chad, because we got the Super Bowl coming up on yeah. Sunday, obviously. Can't wait. And it's prop betting season, one oh, of my favorite times of the shit. year. Yeah. Oh, it's so fun. This it's is the so best fun. time to do some prop bets, man. Absolutely. We're yeah. going to be talking about women's cleavage today from a betting perspective. I talk about that shit every day anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be we're going to be talking about uh, our favorite prop bets. I got some that I'm really excited to share with you. Got some insider information as well that I think can win you guys some money if you get on this uh, pretty quick before the, the line disappears. Um, we've got a great interview today, yeah. too. We're going to be talking a little bit of Michigan football. Oh, one of my favorite subjects in the world, man. It's not work when you get to talk about Michigan football, man. That's, that's <laughs> it's like a Friday night for me, man. But yeah, we got Brandon Justice from Rivals. Uh, he's going to be uh, he's a Michigan insider. He's got a great uh, understanding of that program, where they're at, where they're headed. Um, he's got some insider information about some of the things that went on in the offseason and some of the things still to come. So it's going to be awesome to talk to him, prick his brain. Get some insider information ourselves. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Before we get to that and before we get to the Super Bowl props, let's tell folks about our lead sponsor. As you said, the show is sponsored by Odd Shark. They're presented by Odd Shark. Let's tell them what the heck Odd Shark is. Yeah, every time we do a betting segment on here, all the numbers we get come straight from Odd Shark. OddShark.com. The best thing about Odd Shark is it's absolutely free. It's not a membership. It's not, yeah, you need something you got to pay monthly. Right. You just go to the website. You type it in right now. You don't need a password or anything like that. Go right to the website now. What you can do is you can compare numbers from a bunch of different websites. they got eight or nine different sites on there, betting sites on there, and they're going to show you the numbers from each one of those sites. So you make sure you're getting the best possible number you can. A lot of people don't know those betting sites, they're not uniform, man. They have they set their own numbers, their own lines and stuff like that. So there's nothing worse than losing a bet, knowing you would have won if yeah. you went to Odd Shark and got a better deal, got an extra point, point and a half. It I've been there before. Difference. You're yeah. not kidding. And you can also get bonuses for for signing up for different websites as well there. And you can read articles. You can read content from experts, from betting analysts that know their stuff from a whole bunch of different sports. We're talking football, baseball, basketball, hockey. Those are the main ones, of course. But how about uh, Olympics? How about UFC? Mm-hmm. How about boxing? Um, a whole bunch of different um, sports. And it's a way that you can take into consideration this information that someone else has done the heavy lifting for you. Yeah. So instead of digging through the stats and digging through the trends and looking up the weather and looking to see who the lead referees are and all these different things that we do as, as betters and as handicappers, someone's done that heavy lifting for you and it's free. So whether you're a beginner or you've actually been betting for a while and you're a season better, it's a great resource and for everybody in between as well. And like Chad said, it's free. O D D S S H A R K dot com. Yeah, man. Uh, that's a website we've always gone to, man. Yeah. We've been going there for a long, long time. Go man. to. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, with that being said, you want to go ahead. This uh, next segment is sponsored by Odd Shark, yeah. brought to you by Odd Shark. You want to go ahead and go through some of those numbers, brother? Some yeah, of the, man. Some, some of these, bets? there's some interesting prop bets some out funny, there, guys. Funny b- bets, man. Yeah. So here, here's my favorite, okay? Uh, this one this one was the one that made me laugh the hardest. And you got you to gotta, gotta bear with me. I know this is going to offend some people. I'm not a pop culture guy, so I don't know who the hell Mickey Guyton is. But I've never heard the name, dude. Apparently, Mickey is singing the national anthem. And we've got a- And it's apparently a woman because- be, Well, because of the because, prop. Because of the prop. Yeah. During the national anthem- Will Mickey Guyton have cleavage showing? This is a real bet. Yes, minus 150. That means $15 is going to win you 10 or 150 is going to win you 100. Or no, plus 110. So $100 is going to win you 110. Now, I don't know who Mickey Guyton is, so I can't give you good information on this, but I can just say 
as a dude, I would rather bet the yes psychologically. Like I've been rooting to see breasts my whole life and rooting to see cleavage my whole life. I can't go into that saying just, just, it's just, it's just against my human nature to say, you know what? I'm going to root for there not to be cleavage. They got places where you can see that, man. You can see really? more than cle- cleavage, too. Really? Yeah, yeah. There's places all over Austin. Wow, I got to get out that. more. Yeah, you I do. I got to get out man. more. Yeah, I'm, I got, I'm a bit sheltered, I think. I got a membership at some of those places. Or I might have a plaque on the wall at a couple of them. <laughs> 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 I might know every bouncer at this <sighs> motherfucker. Who knows, man? You know what I'm saying? That's so, hilarious. Uh, yeah, man. I guess uh, one thing that would be helpful if you go look her up and then f- try and find out. I just found one picture on just Wikipedia and she got a little cleavage out. So okay. they're right there. You know what I mean? All it's right. uh, and it, it's, it appears she's a America, like a black country music singer. Okay. Okay. Which is make a wish. Cause you don't see that every day. You uh, know what true saying? story. True story. Yeah. So, uh, well, here's what's cool about these prop ads though, is that somebody knows how they- she knows what she's wearing Sunday. People close to her know what she's wearing Sunday. So sometimes this insider information actually leaks out and you can get ahead of it. But then there's also misinformation that's spread. This happened a couple of years ago with the uh, color of the Gatorade in the Gatorade truck. There was some information that came out. Everybody's like, oh yeah, I know the guy. It's definitely going to be blue. It's definitely going to be this color. And it wasn't. So you've got to be careful. I would imagine if I was a shady book and I was starting to get stacked on a particular color and I knew that that color was going to be dumped, I'd probably want to spread some rumors to get the betters off of, you know, that particular color. And so you got to be careful and trust your source, but there is a way to get ahead of it. And I'll give you a great example of this, right? So on one of the books that I use, they have an over under on a pregame prop, which is how many jets are going to be used, how many aircrafts are going to be used in the pregame flyover. And there's over under four and a half. So I go to the Air Force website and they actually say it's public right on the website. We're going to be using five planes for our flyover. So I sure did max bet that prop yeah. over four and a half. Because yeah. unless there's a technical difficulty with that plane that morning, yeah. I'm sure they got backups too. Oh, yeah, I'm expecting do. there to be five planes. Yeah. So this is a lot of fun because it's almost like free money. But this is also, Chad, why I can't go to Super Bowl parties. Because people are always inviting me. Oh, I know you like football. Do you want to come to my Super Bowl party? I'm like, no, nah, I got to watch this shit alone. And they're like, why? I'm like... Because when the flyover happens, I'm, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be so fucking excited. Yeah. Like someone just scored a touchdown. I'm like, yeah. yes, yes. And they're gonna be like, dude, the game hasn't started. You're yeah, insane. The, you really like flyovers. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a huge fan of the US military. You know what I mean? What can I say? I love wasting money. Love in the, the military uh, industrial love wasting complex. Mo- yeah, I love wasting money on a Sunday. You know, what would that cost? One and a half million? I don't give a shit. Do it again. I don't care. You know? It's, it's going to be more about $2 million yeah. with the gas prices where they're yeah, at. Yeah, I was going to say, let's, so. let's run it back. Yeah. Let's, let's get six this time, you know? So, Who cares? so, so on a serious note, these prop bets really can make the game more fun, even for people who don't bet yeah, sports, yeah, you know? Yeah. I got another one here, and I don't have an opinion on this one. I just want to share this with you in case you're not familiar with these prop bets so you know how crazy these things are. What will be the first song of the halftime show? California Love. It's got to be that. By man. Dr. Dre. Yeah. That is the betting favorite. It's yeah. plus 150. So yeah, 10's yeah. going to win you $15 on that. Um, they're all plus money, by the way. Next episode by Snoop Dogg, plus 400. Family Affair by Mary J. Blige, plus 500. Not that one. I'm not going to read them all to you. Godzilla by Eminem, plus 700. Ooh, man. Godzilla. Oh, come on. All right. So so that's just some of the crazy stuff out there. Now, on the serious note. Real quick. Oh, no. I got one little note. So it's going to be hilarious, man. If you were at a Super Bowl party, 
and uh, you bet the cleavage uh, prop bet. And the girl comes out with cleavage, and you're just like jacked up, just like <laughs> yeah. People are like, Doug, you you know you She's, you have you can look up porn on your phone. You know what I'm saying? Like it's right, it's easily accessible. She's already started the song. Oh say, and I'm just like yeah, just, yeah, just cleavage. Look at them tits. They're like, dude, settle down. She's the country uh, music star. Again, I don't get out much. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sheltered yeah. for sure. Yeah. On a serious note, in terms of winning money, I'm gonna I'm gonna share with you guys my my favorite bet that I found on on one of my sources at least. There's two bets that I'm going to use to illustrate why the second bet is a, is a better bet. Will there be a special teams or defensive touchdown in the game? No minus 250. That's not a terrible bet. You got two solid quarterbacks. It reduces the chances of a pick six. Yeah. Could be a fumble recovery. Could be a kick blocked for a touchdown. Could be a kick or a punt return for a touchdown. But remember yeah. that number, guys. Minus 250, meaning $25 is going to win you 10. Now I got... Will any punt result in a touchdown minus 240? Wait a second. You're going to give me better odds, 10 cent better odds, when we're just focusing on the punt piece and I can rule out a, a fumble return, a, yeah. a pick six, et cetera. The only thing that scares me a tiny bit about this one is Johnny Hecker's got a gun. Yeah. That dude could do a little, little fake punt for a yeah. touchdown. That does scare me a little. Yeah. But come on, you got two that's weeks to happening. prepare for yeah, it. You that's know? Not so I feel I felt very comfortable. I max betted this. No minus two forty on will any punt be uh will any punt play result in a touchdown. They got bets on will there be a flea flicker in the game? No. No. I'll lay that money. I'll lay the 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 favorite odds anytime on, on bets like that. It's minus three fifty. I'm happy to lay 35 to win 10. It's going to be like bingo for you. It's just going to be like oh. one thing after another. I got like, a whiteboard. Oh, I, I got a whiteboard at home. That's hilarious, it's actually man. a silver whiteboard, but it's, you know, it's a whiteboard markers yeah. and stuff. And so it's just like checking boxes all day. It's going to be a lot of, this is why I can't do this with other people, yeah, man. Dude, yeah. Can't do it. Can't do it. So Every anyways, time I ask you to come to a, uh, somewhere to watch a game, you're almost like offended when I ask you. You're just like, <laughs> do you know who no. I am? No, that's what the same thing when people ask me to watch like a Michigan game or especially a Michigan game. You ask me to watch a Michigan game somewhere, I'm going to laugh in your face. Like, yeah. no way in hell am I doing that. Yeah. Because plus, I start, one, I start the game like 40 minutes late. And two, I don't want to hear your shit talking if we lose. Yeah, that's you fair. Know? That's Kyle very Punson, fair. I don't want to ruin uh, friendships over this. That's know? very fair. Yeah. Uh, last one before we wrap up this betting segment. Uh, player to record the most receiving yards. We got Cooper Cup at minus 130. So he's the betting favorite. 13 wins 10. Jamar Chase plus 375. I know you and I, like I both that. like that yeah, one a lot. Yeah, I like that a lot. And then here's a little underdog one. Um, two, actually. T. Higgins plus 550. Odell Beckham plus 700. Dude, we crushed Odell Beckham earlier this season. We had an episode called Odell Beckham Jr. is washed. washed. Yeah. And he's playing well, yeah. man. He he's playing well. And I think he's actually fueled by that chip on his shoulder. He wants to prove people wrong, people like us. Maybe they wrong. convinced him to start drinking water and shit. You know? <laughs> that Maybe that could was be. what it was. That know? could be. Hey, one more for you. How about a little pizza money? On Van Jefferson plus twenty three hundred, he's the deep threat. Yeah. So maybe he gets a seventy gets yard pass. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That is not a bad option for for plus twenty. Now he's he's coming off an injury, but he's had two weeks to heal. Two weeks, yeah. I kind of like that one. One other strategy piece out there. Keep in mind, folks. Tyler Higby may not play. He's the Rams' number one tight end. Mm -hmm. So the Rams' backup tight end. God, his name is escaping me right now. 
He had like 50 yards last week against the 49ers. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I forget who the hell it was, but he had, I think he only caught like two passes up until that point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So keep an eye on, you know, props for him. Like, will he score a touchdown? You can get plus money on that. Will he score the first touchdown? But wait until right before kickoff when you know for sure Higby isn't going to play and then you can jump on that prop. That's a nice little strategy there for you. For that sure. is smart. Yeah, yeah, definitely. For sure. So, uh, yeah. yeah, there's so many of these. I could talk about this for hours. Yeah, yeah, definitely make sure you check them out, man, because um, this there is some interesting stuff on there. Yep. Get I all know you can bet, up, bet on some seeing some titties and stuff. Oh, absolutely. You can bet on the length of the national anthem, a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, for wow. Sure, That's for sure. crazy, man. But anyways, I think we should get into our interview, man, because yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, let's do it, because really, it's going to be a really awesome interview. Can't wait to talk to Brandon Justice from Rivals. Um, we're excited to have him on the show, so let's go ahead and just jump right into yeah. it, brother. Yeah. Hey, everybody. We're proud to announce that the DMP CD Sports Podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com. So I started using BetterHelp oh, because every time you know I turn on the TV, I see the Raiders, I see the Cowboys, and I'm reminded of this terrible gambling loss that I had. Oh, so I, I started using BetterHelp. I've had a couple sessions with them, and it was seriously like super helpful, man. She like walked me through how like the loss that I was experiencing was actually somewhat similar psychologically like to the loss of a loved one. Like mm-hmm. when you go through like those stages of grief and stuff, yeah, yeah. it's obviously, you know, doesn't compare in like the emotional sense of like, I'm not saying it's worse than that, but yeah. in terms of the grieving process is really similar. So it's super helpful, man. I'm, I'm, I'm digging my, my better help experience. That's awesome, man. Uh, yeah, I, I was just going to say, <laughs> you got something to say over there. Ah, that's so funny, man. <laughs> People are like, I've lost my dad and my cat died and my life's just not the same. Tony's like, I lost a contest. No, you know dude, I, I lost know. an opportunity at $6 million. I know, Let's dude. not make light of it. I know, but like, what I'm saying though is like, you had to have gone into this thinking like, dude, you know, there's like a one in a no, 7 billion chance that I'm going to win this. One in 4,080 chance. But you still have to get all the games right. So that's like even more. It's not just you against other people. It's about like, you know. Yeah. So every week it's that at least. You know what I'm saying? So, but anyways, we like, but better help just if you're going through a loss like Tony, like a, a, a like a uncontrollable, you know, devastating loss like Tony has. You know what yeah. I mean? Chad would not make a good psychologist making light of other people's losses. This, this, this is, is why like, you got to go to I'm, better help. Dude. I'm struggling with something right now. Chad's just like, that's not a big deal. That's, you need to yeah, get over it. I've been through worse. You know? <laughs> that's, what, that's what my my uh, that's what my, my slogan would be. You know what I'm saying? If, like uh, I was a therapist or something and I was like just trying to get like people out of this play. Worst been, therapist ever. Hey, I've been through worse. It, 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 it could be worse, okay? But seriously, this is why you don't want to talk to me. This is why you got to go to BetterHelp and yeah. get some professional licensed therapy. This isn't self-help. It's not like uh, a crisis line or anything like right. that. It's professional therapy done securely online. And if you go to betterhelp.com forward slash DNP, you're going to get 10% off your first month of therapy, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, it's cool. And you can do video chats with them. You can do phone chats. You can text them. You can text them 24 hours with you if you want, and they're going to respond pretty quickly, which is awesome. Yeah, so make sure you go to uh, betterhelp.com forward slash DNP. You're going to get 10% off your first month. Our our next guest today is the senior editor of Maize and Blue Review on Rivals Network covering Michigan Wolverines. Michigan has has had an incredibly eventful offseason, and we're excited to get to get some of his insider information on the team. Please welcome to the DNP City Sports Podcast, Brandon Justice. How you doing, brother? Thanks for coming on the show. I'm good. I'm good. I appreciate you having me on. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Uh, I just want to tell you, you're covering the Michigan football team this all season. It's been a daggum roller coaster, man. Are you uh, are you drinking heavily to combat all the craziness that's going on in the last six weeks? How have you been handling it? 
Yeah, no, it's, it's been, you, you said it pretty well. It's, it's been a roller coaster. Uh, every day was pretty different last week and you were kind of, uh, going to bed and turning your sound on and just hoping to wake up to something that at the very least just cemented the whole thing. And mm. uh, eventually that happened, uh, with, uh, Harbaugh and uh, ending up coming back, but yeah, it was most definitely a roller coaster. And then of course there's, there's more that's happened since then. And I'm sure that we'll have plenty of to cover in between now and September to keep us on our toes. But there's one thing about this program under Jim Harbaugh that's really been consistent is there's pretty much always something to talk about. There's always a story, man, for <laughs> sure. It's uh, it's it's a great story now, too, especially after the awesome year we had this year. But first things first, let's start with Jim Harbaugh. I initially laughed when I heard the NFL rumors come up once again this offseason. It seems like every se- every season uh, it's one of the first things that, that happens. It seems like it's a lot of clickbait and all this stuff. But I want to know, how close was Michigan to losing Har- uh, Jim Harbaugh? I think they were an offer away. Yeah. I think if the Vikings had made that offer, maybe not the Vikings, uh, I think honestly what ended up happening there was both sides really understood that it, it wasn't going to work out. Uh, and ultimately that's what led to the offer not happening. Uh, I don't think you bring in a guy like Jim Harbaugh for an in-person interview uh, with the risk he's taking by doing so and you know interviewing him last as well and scheduling him as the last interview without the intention uh, to hire him. But when the meeting happened, it just, it just didn't work out that way. So yeah, I think they were an offer away, whether that offer came from Minnesota, Chicago, Las Vegas, Miami, Jacksonville, whoever it might've been. Uh, I think he was interviewing the team as much in the franchise, just as much as the franchise and uh, was interviewing him in, in any scenario. And that's just kind of how Jim Harbaugh thinks. Uh, and I, and I kind of wrote a column on it and the title pretty much wraps up this, this segment is just like it or not. That's who he is. And yeah. so mm. I think they were an offer away. Um, it just had to work for him and it had to work for the, for the other party. And oddly enough, he was very transparent in the process uh, with Minnesota on the day of. Um, so I think if, if the offer would have came through that day and it would have made sense for him and it would have happened. Um, but, you know, you think about like if you would have went to Las Vegas instead of Minnesota, had that interview, you know, knowing how close he is with Mark Davis and how close he was during mm. uh, his NFL years with Mark Davis, how that would have gone uh, more, more control, more, more fingertips on things, how that would have gone. Um, but you know, inevitably here we are. It felt like if he was going to make the jump to the NFL, this was going to be the year with the openings and the, and the ties that he had to a lot of those uh, organizations. You mentioned the Chicago bears. Obviously he was drafted there and played there for uh, several years. And then obviously his very close relationship with the Davis family. And it didn't happen this year. Uh, do you really think that this is going to be it for him? He said that he was no longer going to – he told uh, Ward Manuel, the athletic director of, uh, for the University of Michigan, that this was going to be a reoccurring thing that was going to happen every single offseason. How much uh, do you believe that? Do you think he's done flirting with the NFL? Yeah, you know, you can say a lot of things about Jim Harbaugh. I really don't think he's much of a dishonest guy. Yeah. And he, he's, he's a true-to-his-word kind of guy. And uh, I don't think he's going to really – play around when it comes to something that's serious and something that's that, um, you know, plain. it's black and white, you know, he's, he's saying, Hey, I'm going to say, and that's that it really, he's never come out and, and, and said that. And something that I read on our message board from one of our really reliable posters who consistently comes in and delivers pretty good information um, was centered around Jim Harbaugh, knowing that seven years after his, his uh, tenure was up at Michigan, he knew seven years in he was going to at the very least peak at the NFL. And so this really didn't come as unexpected 
you know, he's 58 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's looking at what's probably going to be his last contract. I think he's realistic about it. He doesn't want to make a switch to the NFL after this one. If it takes him to 64, 65 years old, uh, that's not an age where you go back to the NFL, yeah. right? That's not an age where you start dealing with uh, 21 year old, 22 year old rookies as you know, Jim Harbaugh had trouble handling those when he was uh, 45, 46. So let alone, uh, when he's at that age. So he knew going into this whole thing, or at least I, I don't know that verbatim, but uh, it seems like he knew going into this whole thing that he was going to probably be looking at his last contract. Uh, maybe he re-ups it again one more time with Michigan. But again, this was probably the last time he was going to decide between college football mm. and the pros, uh, whether or not he comes out and says, I'm here for good. Either way, this was the stage for him age-wise and career-wise to decide between the two. Michigan lost both their offense and defensive coordinators in the last six weeks. How big of a hole are, are those two holes to fill? And what are some, who are some names that you think could actually fill those? So and when it comes, these, these two are different because offensively they had such a nice, well-oiled machine last year from a coaching staff's perspective mm. in years past when there was Pep Hamilton and uh, a couple other guys that were kind of in the mix there where you had, you know, Tim Drevno uh, and you had multiple co-offensive coordinators and you had a lot of guys who had run offenses before all as assistants. You really saw kind of like a too many cooks in the kitchen mm. um, type of vibe among that staff. But with the staff this past year, you saw a lot of cohesion. And that's really what led to that offensive success was when Matt Weiss was hired in uh, along with Mike McDonald. He came in and offered an analytical presence that Michigan really hadn't seen before. And Jim Harbaugh especially hadn't seen before. And I don't know if you noticed, but in watching Michigan football this year, you can probably look back and say, heck, they went for a lot of fourth downs this year. Mm. They did 12 out of 14 games. They went for a fourth down. And of those 12, I believe it was 10. They went for multiple. And I think six, they went for at least three. So, and they were successful more times than not. They were one of the top 30 schools in the country going for a fourth down. So you, you saw something changed this year they were aggressive on offense they were out there to really pursue a a victory whereas which sounds silly but if you watch michigan football before 2021 a lot of offensive patience and kind of complacency it really made people head scratch their head and question it now the biggest change was the commitment to the run game and all those things being said and all this change is happening and the success they had offensively averaging over 35 points a game not a lot is broke. So why would they want to fix it Mm -hmm. is the kind of the vibe right now. And they have a lot of guys within that staff that they feel are ready to take on those duties. Uh, So where we see it right now, I'd have to say Matt Weiss would probably be your next offensive coordinator. Uh, And you'll probably see uh, Sharon Moore, the offensive line coach who uh, won the award for the best offensive line of the country this year. Uh, He'll probably step in as a co and then we're probably going to end up seeing a Greg Newsom uh, elevation there as well as where I see things shaking out. Now Mm -hmm. that could change. Like we let off with the show, a lot of things change. Defensively, Mike McDonald leaves. That's expected. He didn't have many aspirations in college. It was not a shocker when he, when he left. Um, Jesse Minter is a guy that Michigan's really identified uh, in this race. They interviewed him yesterday morning, and today is Tuesday, so Monday morning uh, is when they interviewed him. He's a guy at Vanderbilt right now who they really like and can come in and do a lot of things with the safeties and the defensive backs in general that people are excited about. And then on the other side there, they're also interviewing Anthony Campanelli, who uh, was in the NFL for the past couple of years, but is a former Michigan assistant and a New Jersey native who can really bring back uh, the Jersey recruiting. And he's an excellent defensive mind. very well respected by Harbaugh and the staff uh, as well. So offensively, you're looking at something internal. Defensively, you're looking at something external. Um, but you're probably going to see some reshuffling. Ron Bellamy is probably going to go from defense to uh, from defense to offense as wide receivers coach. 
Uh, and as you probably remember, uh, Bellamy was a receiver at yeah. Michigan, uh, despite coaching the safeties this past season. Yeah. Also a former, uh, awesome, uh, high school football coach as well. He made the jump to the college staff this year and people are just ranting and raving about him and also how great of a recruiter he is as well. I wanted to ask you brother, uh, Star freshman receiver, he'll be a sophomore next year. Andrell Anthony tweeted just recently, just uh, yesterday or the day before, that Michigan's, quote, next move is crazy in all caps. That would lend me to believe that it's a it's a bigger hire and maybe not a, an internal hire. Because, I, I mean, I understand that uh, Weiss is is uh, very well respected in the, or, in, the, in the organization and everything like that. But for him to say something like that, maybe he's just messing with people. Maybe he's just trolling or whatever. But that would lead someone to believe that it's like a bigger name hire that comes from outside of the program or a, a, a name that's tied to the program from years past or something like that. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think he's just trolling people or is that still a possibility? Well, what you're, you know, he could be referencing this reshuffling because, mm-hmm. you know, Mike Hart is expected to become an associate head coach or yeah. something of that nature as well. Uh, and Mike Hart is a guy that uh, had the hardball departure happen, likely would have been the next head coach of this team. Yeah. And I think Andre Anthony, I don't know this for a fact, but he might be uh, throwing a little bit of, um, you know, sun in the shade for, for Mike Hart there. Uh, could be doing the same for Ron Bellamy, who's coming over to coach his position group now. Um, so there could be some things that are happening for them. Uh, in that regard, Andre Anthony is a guy who brings a lot of energy to the program. There's a group of freshmen, him, uh, J.J. McCarthy, Donovan Edwards, who really came in and kind of changed a, a lot of things for that class, led that class, and is going to continue leading that class. And so – you know, I don't know if he's just messing around, trolling, trying to bring some attention to the program that's positive or, or whatever it may be. Uh, there could be another move, uh, maybe from the transfer portal he's referencing, recruiting-wise that he's mm. referencing. Uh, there could be a lot of things there. Uh, I feel strongly about what we what uh, intel we've got offensively, so I don't okay. think if he's, if he's referencing anything, he's probably just excited for his uh, coaches at that point, I would assume. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that, that's probably about it. So we can put the the rumor to rest that Tom Brady is going to be the next offensive coordinator. That's not happening, right? <laughs> no, I would love that very much. Damn, I was hoping for that. Oh, uh, but Giselle likes snow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. He's staying in Miami, I think. I think that's where he's got a house. But uh, how close? Mike Hart was is a name that obviously a lot of Michigan fans are super familiar with. I remember watching him play. Uh, me and him were around the same age, and so. Uh, when he was in college with Chad Henney, I mean, he came, you know, as a freshman, just became a awesome one of the best running backs in Michigan's history. Um, he came back to Michigan from Indiana last year. He was at Indiana as a running backs coach. Now he's a running backs coach at Michigan. Is he? He's going to see you. You mentioned he's going to most likely see an elevated role. How close was he uh, to becoming the head coach of Harbaugh left? And then also, did that have anything to do with why Josh Gaddis left? Uh, with maybe the there was internal talk that if Harbaugh did leave that Mike Hart will be the one to take his place and not Josh Gaddis. And maybe he's a little upset about that still. Yeah. I think that the Josh Gaddis departure was a little bit premeditated apart from the, the Harbaugh episode, but it was definitely motivated by that immediately. Um, now granted we'll, we'll leave this whole thing off with the fact that Miami is paying him a ton of money. I think okay. it's like 1.1 million. Oh, they've, wow. gotten, they've gotten some absurd, um, funding over the, you know, with the new hire of Mario Cristobal mm-hmm. and the athletic with the NIL and everything, they're just getting money pumped into it by um, some Miami natives. And so with that being said, we'll just leave it off with that. The money was extravagant. Um, now, apart from that, we had heard about Josh Gaddis's potential departure in the late fall. Uh, and it really started to materialize into something that was legitimate and, and a serious threat to happen towards the end of fall and early winter. 
Uh, and then it started to become sort of a mutual thing where we really heard like Harbaugh was aware and Gaddis and him had kind of like spoke about it uh, peacefully. And uh, many of us thought that that's why he got emotional during his Broyles Award speech, because he knew that that thing was that that run was kind of over. Um, and then it's kind of just wore away after the playoff run. And maybe he started to think, should I stay here another year? Because he interviewed for the Virginia job and didn't get it. Uh, you know, he had spoken about the Duke job uh, that didn't happen. So. You know, it was one of those things where I think Gaddis went into this offseason expecting to be hired as a head coach, didn't. So when that didn't happen, he came back here and then Harbaugh did the hokey pokey with the NFL. And when that ended, he knew he was not going to be the guy. And I think, look, I, I hate speculation, but we've all seen the text message that leaked um, that Josh Gaddis sent to his players saying that he had no support here from an administration. Mm, and that wow. reads pretty plainly. He, he obviously did not think that the administration was going to give him that job. Uh, and he thinks he deserves it. And he feels like he's not wanted here. Um, so he left. I don't know how I feel about the strategy there personally. Wow. Uh, however, uh, that is what happened. And uh, that seems to be what happened. Now, as far as Mike Hart goes, uh, I think Mike Hart's the most one of the, nobody's really more respected than Mike Hart uh, player wise, uh, you know, when I was mentioning the offensive, uh, you know, complete change, really, I guess, just not even from a schematic standpoint, but just from an attitude standpoint, you really saw that change because of Matt Weiss's analytics, but also because of Mike Hart's attitude and Mike Hart's um, just game structure and, and the game planning and how how diligent and detailed he is uh, and just the dedication he has to the program and what he knows about the program and its history uh, really shifted a lot of like this offense's culture. And then uh, on top of that, you saw how good the running backs played this year. I mean, they were the stars of the offense without the running backs. Michigan doesn't do what it did this mm -hmm. year. Hassan Haskins had five touchdowns against Ohio state. Like mm -hmm. need you say more. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, Mike Hart uh, will be in for an elevated role and, he, and it's deservedly so. Uh, whether or not Josh Gaddis had sour grapes about that on his way out is one thing. I don't think it that his departure was motivated towards the heart thing. I think it was more so motivated towards administration, knowing mm. he wasn't going to be the guy if Harbaugh were to leave. And then conversely, had Harbaugh left, I don't think it would have been a snap of the finger. Mike Hart was the head coach. I think there would have been a meeting with the board of regents and these meetings were happening. They were talking. It wasn't mm -hmm. a secret that that might happen. It wasn't like they were avoiding it until it did. Um, but you're ha having a discussion. Is this going to be an external hire? Are we going to kind of like, you can't bring anyone in and keep this whole staff. So what do we value more? The staff that got us this, this success this year, because this team credits its success to the staff more than it does to the head coach at this point in time. So when wow. Harbaugh was leaving, there was questions about, um, internal and external and the value of the of keeping the staff or the value of resetting everything and yada, yada, yada. So the list really goes on as far as how close Hart got to becoming head coach. It's hard to put a you know meter on that, but like, I'm, I firmly believe he was going to be the guy, mm -hmm. uh, in the end. Yeah. That's who my vote was for anyways, was mm -hmm. for Mike Hart. I would have loved to have seen, I don't know that he's ready yet. A lot of people are saying that he's going to be a head coach someday and he's a star coach and might as well make it happen now instead of, you know, risk him going somewhere else and establishing roots there and everything. So for sure, Brandon, we can't have you on without mm -hmm. talking about the quarterback situation at Michigan. So I kind of wanted to get your take on how you think this is going to uh, kind of play out in, in practices leading up to next season. Cade McNamara obviously had a great year, but JJ McCarthy is just a monster. If I had a dollar for every time, I mean, you should see <laughs> this guy's face light up when he talks about JJ McCarthy. It sounds uh, like he's talking. It sounds like he just went on a first date and he's in he's in love. Hey, I if, mean, if I had a dollar for every drunk text message I sent Tony <laughs> about talking about how awesome JJ McCarthy is going to be, I won't be doing his damn podcast right so, now. I'd be so, at home. So we are obviously too biased to answer this question. So we're going to give it to you. 
you and ask you how you think this uh, quarterback competition is going to shape out next year. I mean, shoot, I don't, I don't know how, how much different I can put it. Man. <laughs> uh, he's pretty spectacular. And, uh, you know, the skill set he offers is unlike any that a quarterback has offered, not only under the Jim Harbaugh era, but probably since Chad. I mean, honestly, mm. like, and, uh, you know, Chad Henney doesn't, doesn't have the legs that J.J. does. And obviously, the game was played differently back then. So that can kind of be, I guess, canceled out. Um, Chad Henney stuck around in the NFL for 15 plus years for a reason, whether or not he's been a career backup or not is one thing. He's made a career out of being a backup and I'd like to do that someday too. Yeah, yeah, right? so, for Patrick Mahomes yeah. just sitting around, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Telling, telling like, his dude, brother right. to stop making dumbass TikTok videos and shit. <laughs> 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 you, just to, you just get to watch a free show every week. Yeah. Exactly. Out after yeah. 20 year old buying you drinks because he makes about 30 million more. Than yeah, right. Why not? So, uh, yeah, I mean, hey, look, Cade McNamara is a terrific, terrific game manager. Um, what he did for Michigan this year cannot be really put into a book or, or into a, a box score. Uh, he was extremely integral to their success in the huddle, his communication, how he handled the offense, how he knew the offense, um, the playbook, how he was able to manage his offensive line, uh, communicate with his teammates. He was a leader through and through, and Michigan hadn't had that year. So you go back these past seven years of Jim Harbaugh's Michigan leadership has been the biggest question mark. Yep. It's been so troubling to find uh, a leader like a Hutchinson or a leader like Josh Ross or a leader like Kate McNamara. And um, it's had good ones. There's been, there's been guys here who have led well, but there has not been guys here who have led well under center. Mm-hmm. That just hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wilton Spate was oh, not Jesus. the best leader in yeah. my opinion. Uh, and he was probably the more con- most consistent quarterback you had during this time. Shea Patterson was the other one who's probably definitely 100% better than Wilton Spate, um, but was a, even a worse leader, in my mm-hmm. opinion, uh, in that category. Cade McNamara didn't have half the skill set that Shea Patterson had, but he had triple uh, the leadership and he had triple the, the um, communication and the understanding mm-hmm. of the offense and, and the smart thing to do, the right thing to do. Uh, when you're in the pocket and he was very decisive, uh, even though it didn't look like it. Right. So, uh, but that being said, JC McCarthy's a smart guy himself and he's mm. going to be uh, going to have a year under his belt going into this year. He's going to have a year of this playbook, which might get tweaked a little bit with Gaddis's departure. Mm. Um, but I think if it gets tweaked, it's getting tweaked to mold him. Michigan yeah. knows what it has in JJ McCarthy. It's not uh, ignoring what it has in JJ McCarthy. Uh, it's also not ignoring that Cade McNamara just took them somewhere that it hadn't been before in the in program history to a college football playoff and to a conference championship with authority for the first time in you know 17 years. So mm-hmm. it's really uh, going to be interesting because the storyline is, is is pretty exciting. If you ask me, yeah. you have it's it's people say Tom Brady and Drew Henson. I just say it's Cade and JJ. It's kind of its own little race. It's very yeah. interesting. It's going to be fun to watch. Uh, but if I had to put a pin on it, man, like it's hard to ignore what JJ can do for you. Right. Uh, Cade McNamara can get you to the playoff. JJ can probably win you all. Yep. Uh, and so that's really the argument, the separation those two have. But whether or not one is ready and the other is, is, is the question uh, left to be answered. If you look at Harbaugh's history, it reminds me of when he was coaching the 49ers. And Alex Smith is is kind of that game manager role that you right. described Cade in and Colin Kaepernick would be more of JJ. You know, that the the higher ceiling kind of guy. And what did Harbaugh do when it came down to crunch time? He, he, he went with Kaepernick and that would be JJ in this case. Mm-hmm. So it's obviously, it's kind of an apples to orange comparison, but just trying to understand his psyche, I could see him going that JJ. Route. Yeah. I mean, you just can't ignore JJ's talent, man. Yeah. Uh, we all saw the throws that he made this year. The one, uh, 
at home going back across the field. That that's a throw no every quarterback has been taught not to ever make. And hmm. you're sitting there. I was screaming, "Don't what the hell you?" And then, yeah. yeah, that's exactly what I was <laughs> talking about. But yeah, his his arm time, and then uh, like Brandon said, uh, his legs, man. I mean, the guy you could definitely see him being a, a running quarterback. He adds that other element. It's going to be such an interesting uh, offseason competition because what an awesome position for Michigan to be in, too. I mean, for so long, we we haven't really had a quarterback. We've been hoping against hope that Wilton Spate's going to be the guy or John O'Corn, hmm. someone like that. And now we have Cade McNamara, and we know what we have for him, a guy that can definitely beat Ohio State, beat the hell out of Ohio State. I correct myself there for a second. Beat the, <laughs> beat the hell out of Ohio State, win a Big Ten championship, and get to your playoff. But you got that in your back pocket. Uh, but you also got J.J. McCarthy, who could win a national championship for you as well yeah. if uh, he's able to cut down on turnovers and take care of the ball and everything. Um, Brandon, although Michigan did lose uh, both their offensive, uh, excuse me, their offensive and defensive coordinator, they still got a lot of talent coming back. They did lose Aiden Hutchinson, who's a runner-up in the Heisman, David Ojabo. Uh, Hassan Haskins set a, a single-season record for touchdowns for Michigan's running back. Uh, but there's still a lot of talent coming back. How good can next year's team be? And and we know where they're not going to be as good in. Obviously, pass rush, Aiden Hutchinson, all these things. You're not going to replace uh, two All Americans there. But what what in what areas do you think that they'll actually be better next year than they were last year? I'll start right off with receivers. Yeah, um, Michigan struggled. Like their wideouts were not that good this year at all. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of um, missed routes. There was a lot of dropped balls. There was uh, miscommunication in route trees. Um, there was just not a lot of good things going on because they didn't have that leader. And that was Ronnie Bell. And so we'll leave it off there. The wide receiver group will be much better next year, mm-hmm. uh, much better. And Ronnie Bell comes back yep. and get him throughout the year. Now, I don't think he's going to return punts this year, at least. That's yeah. Let's hope not. Um, but yeah, you get your go-to guy back. You get your go-to target. You didn't have one of those. You're hoping for Cornelius Johnson to, to take a leap this year. You're hoping for AJ Hunting to continue to be used in a very versatile fashion like he was this year. Uh, you're getting back all kinds of guys. Mikey Sanders still who's a reliable guy uh, underneath. And then you're adding some guys that are really exciting, in my opinion. Amarion Walker, Darius Clemens, uh, Tyler Morris, all three guys coming in uh, as wideouts, as recruits. We're really exciting guys, uh, and, and namely Darius Clements, who is the most physically ready of that group. Tyler Morris off an ACL injury, and Amarian Walker, uh, as athletic as they come, albeit undersized. Uh, so we'll see what, what how that translates to the game, to the college game. However, in the case of Darius Clements, you got a six foot four and a half kid who's running like a four four forty four three forty. Um, with like insane ball skills. Uh, he can be a threat in the red zone. He can be a threat in the deep game. I mean, he's an anomaly, man. He's got like that DK Metcalf type of build, not to that degree. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to make that sound like yeah. super overstated. It's not to that degree, but like it, it is very similar. It is like the same kind of idea. And so, yeah, wide receivers 110%. And then defensively, the linebackers, I think, are going to be better because you get Nikhil Hill Green back, you get Junior Colson back. And those are guys who are far more athletic and can cover and can cover far more ground than a guy like Josh Ross did. Now, again, I kind of think about this similar to the Cade situation where Josh Ross can command a defense and point things out and, mm. and call those things out at the line of scrimmage as well. But he really can't run to the boundaries and, and get to the hashes quite as much as, as the guys next to him. Junior Colson, the Kyle Green give you that, um, you know, athleticism. Like they, they give you something that can compete with the Georges of the world and gives you the speed to, to catch up to those guys. Like, no, probably not in a Kobe Dean, but something similar to that. Like they have those ideologies in mind with the linebackers that they have now. Uh, whereas Josh Ross was a guy who was 
a part of one of the original classes Harbaugh had mm-hmm. uh, who was grinding out here for his uh, fifth and final year. So yeah, if I had to pick two, I would say linebackers and wide receivers um, just because, you know, you're losing both safeties uh, you're losing your defensive front. Now the last one I would say is your corners because you get back DJ Turner and in steps, Will Johnson, who is mm-hmm. more than likely going to find a way into this rotation one way or another. Uh, you also kept Jamon green who was uh, playing alongside uh, DJ Turner quite a bit. Now you lose Vincent Gray, who had a much better year than he had the year before. Uh, however, I think the addition of Will Johnson honestly outweighs that. Like this kid is something special. Yeah, he has a chance to be one of the better corners in the history of this of this team and this program. Uh, whether or not he lives up to those expectations remains to be seen. But when he went to the All American game, the Under Armour All American game, uh, rivals moved him from the number six cornerback overall and finished off with him as the number one cornerback in the country wow. and the number five, number six prospect overall in the country. So, wow. you know, you're talking highest rated guy they've had since Rashawn Gary. You're talking highest rated cornerback ever. They haven't been the number yeah. one corner class ever. Yeah. Uh, so this is, this is a kid who is expected to do something now. And so that's why I would go with corners too. Yeah, he's got even higher expectations than Jabril Peppers when he came in, which is hard to believe because the sky was the limit for that guy. Mm. Um, last couple of questions here for you, Brandon. I want to know, how has Harbaugh's decision to come back, how, or and also even waffle a little bit, so to speak, how's that affected recruiting? It seems like, uh, from what I've read, anyways, a lot of the kids that didn't really affect them, didn't phase them too much. They're just happy that he's there, and they know that he's going to be there for for quite some time. Michigan had a top ten recruiting class last year, um, despite the fact that they, up until that point, you know, uh, you're not getting a lot of recruits after November after they beat the hell out of Ohio State, so. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get that in as many times as possible <laughs> over the next year. I don't give a damn, but, uh, that number eight recruiting class. Now we're going to start to see some of the, uh, uh, some of the fruits of their labor start to uh, bear out a little bit. Now that they beat Ohio state, made the playoff, won a big 10 championship. Can you see their class next year being in, even higher, maybe in the top three or five after all this? Yeah. And you know what? Like they need to, and I think you made a good point there for you said for the next year, right? Well, they need to <laughs> take care of this now because yeah. mm-hmm. recruiting after November next year might be a little bit different than recruiting after November uh, is right now because yeah. we, who knows if Michigan beats Ohio state again for the next few years, we, we, they, they have an opportunity to, they have a better opportunity to do it than they did a few years ago. Yeah. Um, but we know how this thing goes. There's yeah. a very, we wouldn't be shocked if they lost next year. So yeah. uh, between now and then, you have this opportunity to be the Big Ten champions, to um, to be the team that that you know waltzed Ohio State out of the stadium, and and all those things. So with that in mind, you, you got to recruit as such, and I think they're going to do that. No, absolutely. I mean, they they know they have to because the NIL again offers them uh, another opportunity, another avenue to take while while recruiting. So you use the NIL, you use the on-field success. You have one of the top academic programs in the country. Um, really, your only disadvantage is you're still in the north and you're still in snow and you don't have the uh, advantages of that the south has to practice as much as they're able to outside. And, you know, the, the scenery and being able to just campus life and be a student in general, it's really the only thing they're missing and it's, it's out of their control. It's never going to change. Um, but nothing's really gone in their direction as much now as being able to recruit with that in mind. As far as the Harbaugh thing goes, um, you know, initially, again, kids kids are coached. They know how to talk. So um, they're mm-hmm. not going to say that they were affected by it publicly. Mm-hmm. I don't know if deep down they were. Uh, I can't really predict that, but I, I don't think so. I mean, at the end of the day, he gave some interest in the NFL. 
And uh, as long as he's transparent and honest with the situation when recruits and recruits parents approach him with it and because he's going to get asked, they're going to ask him, they're going to say, what if our kid commits and two years later, you're coaching the Bears, you know, mm-hmm. like well, what happens then? Right. And so he's going to get asked about it and he's going to have to be honest and transparent about it. And he's going to have to hold his word to, he doesn't have to hold his word, but for, you know, reputation purposes, he should hold his word. So, yeah. you know, with that being said, those are the things that are going to determine that. I don't think anyone's really going to come out publicly right now and say they were affected by it um, just because recruits are told to keep everything in their best interest, uh, big picture wise. So, mm. um, but truthfully, I don't think it had a, as much of an impact as some um, may seem to believe. So. Yeah, it seems like everyone wants to pile on Harbaugh as often as possible, too, man. He's, like, become, like, a battering yeah. ram for a lot of people. Like it's been Kanye like that for a while. Football. Pardon me? What would you say, Brandon? He's like the Kanye of college football. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Perfectly put, man. Yeah, you got, uh, like, Paul Feinbaum, or as Jim likes to call him, Pete Feinbaum, um, making some – dude's making a living out of just bashing Harbaugh all the time, you know what I mean? And so, uh, despite beating the hell out of Ohio State this year, he still managed to get a couple licks in and everything. But – um. What last question I asked you, Brandon, before we let you go, brother, is uh, a lot of people around the the program, around the University of Michigan football program, were saying that one of the reasons why Jim was looking around so much was because the university's uh, relationship with NIL and their ability or inability or willingness to uh, to help foster some of those connections with some of these guys. How true is that? And has anything changed on that front? Has the university president now that Schlissel's gone? Um, lonely Mark is gone. Um, uh, <laughs> lonely M, lonely Mark is is out now, which I was actually happy about. But um, uh, now that he's gone, do you think anything's going to change along uh, alongside NIL? Is it going to um help Harbaugh a little bit recruiting wise? Are there is there going to be any changes at all, or is it just going to be business as usual and how things have been over the last year and a half or so? Yeah, I mean, there was some frustration there. Michigan has to have some sort of NIL program and, and like you said, foundation uh, to compete with the likes of Alabama, Ohio State, Texas, uh, schools like that who are getting some absurd NIL stuff happening. I mean, just look at Quinn Ewers. I mean, yeah. Ohio State kind of got screwed in that one in the long term. It didn't come out of their pocket, but, you know, they did get screwed in the long term. There, yep. Ewers signing the $1.2 million record uh, <laughs> deal out of high school. He leaves high school early to go play for a year as he's supposed to be a senior, but he's playing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, He's in Texas. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, it, it's, it, Michigan has to have that to compete and it knows it and Harbaugh knows it. And, um, they've been fighting for it and the university is the university. It holds itself to a high degree. It's not going to do anything that, that, you know, beats around the bush or, um, cuts edges soft or cuts corners or takes shortcuts. It's not going to do that. They're going to do things clean cut and by the book. And so I think they've spent a lot of time studying what this, what they can do and how they can do it and what needs to be done. And you make a great point with Mark Schlissel gone, that opens up the big door because he was, very it was a very bad kept secret by mark schlissel that he was not in support of the nil and harbaugh and schlissel had their differences while he was here regardless it had just not not just nil many other things just his support of the football program and athletics in general um so with all that being said i I think that uh i think that you know you'll see some real real nice nil improvements here for michigan i don't know specifically what they're going to be uh, but we have heard during contract talks with harbaugh before the nfl stuff after the nil or after the uh nfl stuff nil was a uh big part not not so much something that was going to break the deal for him yeah but what he brought to the table apart from his salary which was really the easiest thing that they could agree on was the salary the rest of it was he wanted his assistants to get a raise because he needed to keep this staff and he wanted the assistant pool to, to increase 
And then the NIL stuff had to be taken care of because without it, Michigan's not going to be able to be what its fans and its donors and uh, its players want it to be. Yeah. And so do you think that's a, a not, I don't want to say contingent, it's contingent on him signing a new contract as all this stuff happening, but we're definitely going to see some improvement with the NIL and bef- and we're, that's going to be maybe uh, announced or, or uh, talked about a little bit more once he signs this new deal. And you, and you see him signing a new deal here soon, right? Yeah, no, he'll absolutely be signing a new deal. No, okay. there's, there's, um, there's no way he goes into 2022 um, with the deal he's got. Okay. Just um, he's just, he knows he's going to be here. Michigan knows he's going to be here. So, you know, it's at this point, they're just going to iron out those yeah, details and get them signed. I think he didn't. So when he, so when the new deal happened, when the, the, this is going to sound silly, when the past new deal happened, because remember before <laughs> 2021, yeah, yeah, yeah. he didn't actually sign that until like halfway through the year. I think. Oh, wow. That's crazy. So yeah, when it comes to actually signing, it takes his time. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. There, there seems to be a little bit of a, an agreement in place there. But when he signs it, who knows? Like I said, Jim Harbaugh, like it or not, he is. He is one of a kind, man. That's yeah. why we love him. A lot of people are talking about him here and th- this and that. You know what? He might be a goofball, but he's our goofball, you know. And I, <laughs> I love the guy. I'm super excited that he's coming back. Uh, couldn't be happier. And I, I really hope that, uh, like he said after the Ohio State game, I think he said, or maybe it was uh, the Georgia game, I, I think he said, uh, this feels like the the beginning, you know, and I and I hope that he's totally right. I hope that we can start bringing some uh, respectability to the rivalry. And uh, it was just amazing to see the the manner in which Michigan beat Ohio State this year too. It wasn't some fluke play. I mean, they dominated that game from start to finish. You could argue that if one or two plays go their way, that ends up being fifty six to you know fourteen or something like that. You know, so um, I hope that they continue that the Smash Mouth. It's going to be interesting to see. There's a lot of talent. Donovan Edwards obviously lose Hassan Haskins. I think Donovan Edwards is going to take that step. He's a guy that can catch the ball out of the backfield as well. They got a lot of talent coming back, man. I'm really excited about this year. Hope they get this deal done with Harbaugh soon, and I hope they get the NIL too so that we can start being a little bit more competitive and recruiting and everything like that as well. And if they can't make that rivalry competitive, you can keep watching the tape. I'll watch it I, over I got and that over sh- and over. Dog, and I got just- that on my DVR. <laughs> I, I pop that in every night, you know. Having a little nightcap, just pop in the old Michigan Ohio State game. <laughs> you used to have to watch it in 360 pixels, but yeah, there you go. Now, yeah, I got an HD, baby. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah, I still got the highlights on my phone, man. Saved. I got them on a tab on my phone. Anytime I'm feeling down, hey, guess what? A little hit of dopamine. Hey, yeah, Bam. you remember, remember when Michigan beat the hell out of Ohio State? Oh, that was awesome, man. Let's go watch some highlights, you know? Uh, but make sure you give him a follow on Twitter at BrandonJustice underscore. Uh, also, go to, you can read his articles, go to uh, Michigan.rivals.com. Awesome, awesome conversation with you, brother. You're so well spoken. You know so much, have so much insider information. We'd love to get you on again uh, before, uh, maybe around spring ball or, or a little bit after spring ball, and get your takeaway from that as well. Absolutely, absolutely. I appreciate and you guys be- having me. Before on. we let you go, Brandon, Chad started this show with a joke and said it's been you know a tumultuous last well not tumultuous but a roller coaster last couple months. And are you drinking to get through it? So we're gonna send you a bottle of whiskey in the mail. This is from uh, Still Austin. It's our favorite distillery here in Austin. They're also one of our sponsors. They take really good care of us and really good care of our guests. So Chad's gonna ask you for your address. He's not being weird. Oh, I'm so, being weird. It's so that I'm being weird. It's so that we can send you a <laughs> bottle of whiskey and uh, we hope you enjoy it because it's smooth, man. You're gonna like it. It's good stuff. Awesome, man. I appreciate it. I'll do some picklebacks. Yeah, right, I'm, I'm, like a, I'm gonna be weird though. I'm gonna, I'm gonna use your address to. I'm just gonna be uh, knocking on your door sometime at like three three p.m. in the afternoon. Like, hey, man, you got any insider information? Need, <laughs> need, some, need some more <laughs> tips, <laughs> man. Need some more tips, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks, brother. Uh, really appreciate you, uh, having you on the show, man. And we'd definitely like to talk to you again here soon. 
Uh, um, good luck to you and everybody. Like I said, make sure you follow him on Twitter at Brandon Justice underscore and also Michigan.rivals.com. Thanks again, Brandon, for doing the show, brother. We'll, we'll definitely be in touch and talk to you soon, man. Take care. Absolutely. Thanks. Appreciate it. Take, take care. Take it easy, brother. Peace. That's Brandon Justice from Rivals. Uh, awesome interview, dude. The guy knows his information. He knows the uh, university. He knows the program. And you can see he's so well-spoken. He's a young guy, too, man. You know, so uh, he's so well-spoken, so well-plugged in. It's awesome that we got to talk to him about Michigan coming up. That awesome season. But uh, some bigger things to come, hopefully, too. Yeah, and frankly, the conversation was more fun because of Michigan's success. I mean, yeah. if, if last year was a disappointing season, yeah. I don't even know that we'd be talking to him necessarily, but it's perfect mm-hmm. time to talk to him because you're kind of, you've just got a chance, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, Chad, to process that yeah. Ohio State game. Yeah. It was a little while ago now, yeah. but it was such a big deal that you're still kind of processing it, and now we can look ahead to the recruiting class. So perfect timing for this interview. Yeah, we get to we get to relive that for nine more months, man. I'm all about that <laughs> shit. We got nine and a half months to enjoy that shit. So I'm going to be doing that. It. But yeah, it is. It's uh, Michigan is one of the most talked about teams in the offseason this year because of all the um, – the the problems that they had in terms of uh now they got you know what was Jim Harbaugh staying was he leaving yeah uh new offensive coordinator new defensive coordinator and all that that quarterback situation quarterback situation yep. there's a lot going on man and it's awesome to talk to Brandon because that dude is plugged in man he knows yeah. the stuff and he knows the program he knows he told he said some things I didn't know about and that's why I was excited to have him on because I want to know who they're looking at for offensive coordinator I'm reading the message board and stuff like that I still don't have a you know I'm not totally sure who it's going to be I've heard Matt Weiss as he said. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see. Glad, I'm glad we got to have him on here. Yeah. And talk about where Michigan has – how far Michigan has come and then also how much farther they have to go yeah. in order to win a national championship and be competitive on that level. Yeah, man. It was a lot of fun. Before we uh, head out of here, want to give a little shout-out to Odd Shark, our yeah. favorite sponsor. A lot of fun today, by the way. Yeah, definitely. Anytime you're going to be placing a bet, you definitely have to go to Odd Shark. You'd be a fool not to. The great thing about Odd Shark is it's absolutely free. There's no sign-up, no membership. No, no monthly fees or anything like that. It's absolutely free. You go to iChart, you're going to get eight or nine different uh, websites right there in front of you. They're going to tell you this, the spread, the odds for all these games. A lot of people don't know that those spreads and, and the odds change across every website. It's not uniform. So you want to make sure you're getting the best number because it could be a uh, you know point difference, which is a big deal. Oh, yeah, you know? especially with, this, with uh, the Super Bowl coming up, you know. Um, the lines are moving constantly, and mm-hmm. and little little insider inf- not insider information, but just my opinion. I think that over under, I think that's going to be going up. Yeah, so keep de- an eye on Odd yeah. Shark, O D D S S H A R K dot com for that. They got great content too. Yeah, man. yeah. It's not just just not not just numbers, man. They got awesome articles and stuff like yeah, that as well. Absolutely, some really good information. Where if you're placing a bet, you may want to make sure that some other experts are on the same page as you before you put that money down. You know, yeah. It might make you feel a little more confident going into your bet. Or you might say, you know what, I'm going to put 500 on this game, but this person just made a really good argument why I shouldn't, and maybe yeah. I'm going to scale back my yeah, bet yeah. a little bit. Or hedge a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a great resource. And like Chad said, it's absolutely free. They're a great site. They're a great company. We were using them before we Way even before. started yeah. you know, this this podcast. So. Yeah, before they became our lead sponsor, we were using them, talking about them all the time. Always had a tab pulled up yep. uh, on their website, which I still do now. Anytime you're going to make a, make a bet, you have to go there, man. You're a fool. One of the worst things, we've talked about this on the show, one of the worst things that can happen is if you lose a bet and you realize, had you gone to Odd Shark, that you had a better number available <laughs> exactly. and you could have won your bet had you went to Odd Shark and made that bet through another website. Yeah. So uh, you want to, it's free. Like we said, there's no membership, no fees. We're not asking you to dish out any money. This is absolutely free. Anybody can go there right now. Yeah. So if you're out there right now and you got a checklist of a to-do list, things to do this evening, this afternoon, this this morning, whatever time you're listening to this. Smoke blunt, go get to, butt, go to <laughs> that's Odd That's your Shark. list. Yeah, Jeff. yeah. That's my list. Smoke blunt, get butt. <laughs> 
Go to Oddshark. That's what I do. <laughs> go to oddshark.com. <laughs> follow us on Twitter at DMPCD Show. Give us a thumbs up if you're watching this on YouTube. We'd love for you to write us a review if you're checking this out on iTunes. And uh, yeah, all of our other uh, media as well, you know, Instagram, Facebook is at DMPCD Sports. Yeah, also check out hotpiemedia.com. They are the producers of this show. Uh, they got an awesome, a bunch of awesome content. They got podcasts for pretty much any topic you can think of. You also find all of our past episodes on there as well. So uh, give us a follow on all the platforms, that you, uh, all the social media platforms. Please tell your friends about the show. This is a great episode, brother. A lot of fun, man. Yeah, great, great episode. Really excited about some of the episodes we got coming up here soon as well. So give us a follow. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. For Tony, I'm Chad. Peace out. Thanks for listening. You can find more episodes and all of our other Hot Pie Media originals baked fresh daily at our home online at hotpiemedia.com, the Hot Pie Media YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts.